Yeah, buddy, you've downloaded Tropical Talk Radio, where we talk about all things entrepreneurship, travel, and lifestyle. If you're interested in more about this program, check out tropicalmba.com. And if you sign up for our mailing list, I will personally send you 50 free podcast episodes that take you along on our journey and expose the insider story on how we started a million-dollar, honest-to-goodness product business while we traveled the globe. Hi, Hot Money. Uh, of course, it's uh, the uh, fantastic, the the handsome, the infamous Joe Hot Money Magnati from the AdsenseFlippers.com fame. I mean, you guys are absolutely blowing it up over there. Yeah. I mean, uh, so before we get onto Mark's question, which is going to be, um, we're going to talk about this inversion, which is that products are just tools to build relationships and lists of customers. Yeah, that's interesting. It's, it's sort of a weird thing because you generally think, you know, you build a product and then you sell it and that's how you build a business. But what we're talking about, we're taking the audience-based approach. So you guys do that with ASF, like nobody's business. And you just might be the best example. I love telling the story. Like, you know, I go to your blog and it's like you get 100 comments on a lot of posts and you have over 6,000 subscribers and it's like you've been around for two years Right, something like that. Right. Yeah, we started the the blog in May of 2011. Um, we started doing niche sites in December 2010. I found you guys, right? Or did you? I think I found you based on the post that you wrote, which is you in a hammock. Right. And then you were basically like, "I'm not in a friggin' hammock." <laughs> right. Exactly. It, it <laughs> was, you're like, "I'm working my friggin' tail off," and I was like, "Oh, really?" And then so I, I started reading, and I was interested by that. And then I found out that, you know, we have a lot in common and, you know, we both come from California, both vis-a-vis the East Coast and all that. And then I started reading the blog and I'm like, wow, these guys are doing something really interesting, which is that you're doing make money online, but you're actually selling people businesses rather than selling people motivational guruship or training courses. You're actually, your whole blog is a training course. And then you sell them the inventory of businesses if they want to run it, or you just say, hey, here's exactly how to do this. Yeah, I mean, I always say this, you know, I kind of, my, my dirty little secret is that I hate sales and marketing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm hot money. I'll sell you on anything, but I don't like it. Yeah. That's my first technique. So sales and marketing, <laughs> like, I just, I, I really, I would prefer to be the operational guy and just the brain and just the, the CEO and like, just, you know twist the dials and hammers and, and, and have all my people work. But, but sales and marketing is so crucial to the success of a business that you do have to devote a lot of energy to it. And, and AdSense Flippers allowed us to do that in a fun, entertaining way. Yes. To, to and inter- marketing first, not the product first, which is sort of interesting, right? Because yeah. you're, you're using, you're, you're building an audience and then you're delivering to them. Because you sell more things in sites now too, right? You so sell- we do. So that's, that's very interesting to me. And the other thing that's interesting to me is a lot of people moan about, you know, what should I do? What should I do? And I can understand why it's kind of difficult to decide, but you guys just did. I mean, you've done a lot of stuff, but the cool thing is if I would have came to somebody in 2009 and said, you know what you should do? You should write three posts a week about niche AdSense sites. (laughs) I mean, people would be like, are you fucking crazy? (laughs) Because it's 2009, AdSense came out and went. 
Oh, 2005, 2004? Maybe? Okay, so in the internet age, that's it's an ancient technology, right? right? Mm-hmm. And and every AdSense is the bottom of the barrel. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everybody be like, you know, nobody cares about AdSense. It's, you know, and, and we it, still get people today that come on the site and say this doesn't work. Yeah, and we have to prove it to them, like in income reports and yeah. you know, like real numbers. So it, it is amazing to me. But so, but, but the other thing, this is the mini New York Times theory, which I just love because most people, you know, if you really want to serve your audience. You know, I don't come to Joe Magnati to hear about, you know, the random thing every week. I came to Joe Magnati to hear the number one most tested, trans, you know, uh, transparent process on the web for building AdSense niche sites, which is something I care about because that's how I make my living or that's how I want to quit my or whatever. You know what I mean? So you, you serve that audience so well by being consistent and regular. And that's, I think, an amazing story of a winner. You know, I mean... And now you look at 6,000 subscribers and the incredible amount of traffic and the passionate fans that you guys have and the podcast, which is really good, well executed. It's just like, uh, you know, it's a cool story. I really enjoy what you guys have done there. So Well, thanks, Dan. And and, and it is, it's been a great ride and a fun ride. And we hope to continue that. And, you know, outsourcing for startups is going to be our other leg of the business where we're going over there and doing the same thing with outsourcing, just talking about it for free. Uh, and showing people how to do it. All right. So this podcast is primarily geared at our fellow location independent entrepreneurs. Right. Um, and so I'm going to uh, uh, sort of get your free advice for somebody that wrote us an email. What do you think? Yeah. This Let's is interesting. It. Okay. So Mark sent uh, an email and he has a brand of iPhone accessories. Okay. And it's at slipstopper.com. So you can check it out on the web. And just to describe to you, basically what they are is it's like not a full case for your phone, but they're like these adhesive, like classy looking strips that protect your phone, but it's not bulky. That's kind of the idea. Cool. And these are for iPhones. So, cool. you know, that's you jumping on your piggyback marketing. iPhone's right. popular. Do something for iPhone, right? So um, basically, what he's saying is I've tried everything I can think of. Banner ads, AdWords, social media, provocative campaigns. SEO seems promising, but it's too early to tell. <sighs> uh, most sales come from media coverage. Okay, this is kind of interesting. Um, one of the reasons that we're talking about Mark and the Slip Stopper is that he has a lot of traction. I mean, he's doing really good work. He's getting written up in the PC mag. He's getting written up. Uh, he launched the whole product on Kickstarter. So. It sounds like Mark's a really sharp dude. I mean, yeah, he has a really cool product. Uh, so, so the problem, though, is I'm struggling to find a stable source of leads. I feel like I'm constantly under pressure to contact media, send review samples, and if I were to stop, my sales would completely dry up. So what should I do? Should I go to retail stores? Um, and how do you do it for your physical products business? Well, Mark... Thanks so much for the question, and uh, me and Magnati are gonna kind of have at it a freestyle, freestyle, freestyle jam style. So first up, okay, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of problems with this. There is. The, the first thing is that your product is gonna get commoditized really quick, right? Right. I mean, people are just gonna rip you off ruthlessly. Copy you, yeah. So retail stores isn't an option because you can't compete with the people that have the cash to kick your ass, right? right. So what? Basically, here's my strat, my theory for. You know, we're bootstrappers, so we're on the edge of possibility. We're trying to find creative ways. You don't go to retail until retail comes to you, you know, and then you have, so basically you need to create such a compelling buzz around your product. You don't want to get in a situation where you're spending all your time crafting offer letters to like mid-level buyers who don't care about their jobs anyway, and are willing to just play you out for the next Chinese manufacturer that comes along. Yeah, I can do it for cents on the dollar kind of thing. Absolutely a no 
go. So one of the problems with this is that it's a slam bam thank you ma'am thing. So like, you know, you buy my um, my case from me. It's not a case, but you know. Yeah. And and then you go away, and then what 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 level of loyalty do I have with this customer? Yeah. There's no follow up. There's there's nothing else to buy. There's no upsell. There's no recurring revenue there. Right. right. So, so you know, if if I had a, a slip stopper that cost two hundred dollars, it wouldn't be a problem to put a process in place like a PR agency, for example, or something similar, where they would go out and every quarter they would pitch a new thing, you'd create a new story. But the problem is, Mark, is that I'm assuming you don't have the budget for that. because right. and, and you have to do it yourself, and so that's not scalable. Yeah. So we need to find a way for you to build in more marketing budget. One of the things I do is I just don't go for cheap products. So you're just looking for that. Is there, is there, what's the top end of the marketplace? And the marketplace is not anything that protects an iPhone. So that's what we're talking about. Products are just tools to build lists. So look at that list, right? Does the list, you know, what do people that buy iPhone covers buy also? So that's something iPhones, unfortunately it's tough to sell those. Yeah, and especially uh, people that buy uh, iPhone slip covers or covers or cases or protective type things for their iPhone, I would think about, you know, the first thing that popped into my mind when we were talking pre-show was some sort of insurance or repair policy, right? Right, and and I'm not saying you have to go out and recreate the wheel and make a whole repair company right now. Don't do that because I don't know if it's going to work. So why not hook up with a, a mid-level repair or insurance company, be an affiliate offer for them, and and have your list of people that already bought your your slipcover and offer that service to them. Sure, that might not be feasible, but it's it's the way you want to think about that. So this is kind of idea. So we Joe and I were kicking around this idea called the recurring revenue test. So here's the idea. Let's say Mark you you had 200 sales last year. And for the next two fiscal years, I would just give you those email addresses. Could you make the same amount of money the first year uh, you know the next two years as you did the first year in business. If your answer is no, you might be barking up the wrong tree. Because if it's the case that a product is just a tool to build a list, you could be building the wrong list. Yeah. Right? So, so it's like kind of like, you know, if you're building a list of people who buy crackers at grocery stores, that's not that useful. And if you're building a list of people, you know, maybe the, your people are early adopters for telephones. Mm-hmm. So you could come out you could generate, you know, develop a business where you have a mini launch every time the new iPhone comes out, and you build momentum for that by sending your list iPhone spy updates, right? And then when the launch comes out, you're doubling the price of your product. And if you want to add the Kickstarter element into it, you could even have your people get on some kind of recurring subscription or they get sort of an early advice or they could invest in you just like they did in the Kickstarter thing for you to launch iPhone 5S comes out the next, within four weeks you get your slip cover. The new slip cover for that particular product. So the same product, but just the upgraded product is what you're saying. Yeah, so I'm- Because what I don't want Mark to do is I don't want him to get caught in that cycle of like a new product, new product, new product. Because I can see him being this inventor, this brainy guy sitting down going, 
oh, I've come up with two products before. What's the next product? I mean, coming up with products is not original products. I mean, we're not talking about like things he's just going to be dropped from Chinese. That's Mark's problem is Mark's too smart. He's got a good idea, but what you need is a good customer. Yeah, and he needs to dumb it down a little bit. And the next offer needs to be a little bit more simple. And that's why I thought... Well, how could you tweak, you know, how are there ways, Mark, that you could tweak the list maybe to set their expectations differently? Mm -hmm. So when you become my customer, it's not just a matter of getting a slipcover. You opt into our story, our narrative somehow, which is that for we're iPhone fanatics, and for every new iPhone, you know, and, I, and of course, you definitely want to become BlackBerry fanatics too, as quick as you can. You mean or Nexus, whatever you want to move on uh, cross platform. And, and hey, I would want to watch that. And th- and then the cool thing about that is then your marketing budget is an asset for you, because right now your marketing budget is an asset for PC Mag or for Kickstarter, because you're giving them all your audience, you're giving them all this cool content. Whereas if I'm someone who's been your customer in the past, now I'm opting into your stuff. Yeah, and I I would be interested too to to talk about your adventure a little bit uh, in a blog where you're saying you're struggling with this and how do you fix it and, and, and how do you get to the next level because you might start attracting enough traffic of people there that have a conversation and they give you the idea of what the next product should be. Absolutely. So it's like... You know, I always say that that's the narrative uh, marketing, you know, back in the good old days, you used to send people to a landing page and like test what they do. But now you don't. You develop an audience and you go ask them, oh, hey, do you guys think we should go Kickstarter with this or whatever? But I mean, so, you know, I think that's the thing, uh, Mark. The bottom line with this is that you're building a list with these case, these phone covers. You need to improve the list. And you can do that in two ways. You can get higher buying temperature customers on there or you can get buyers that have better expectations. So they, in some way, they're waiting for something from you in the future, whether that's content, whether that's the next product launch, or whether that's they wanna opt into your story and help guide you along the way. Maybe you are the genius inventor and they wanna help you design the best stuff on the planet. Yeah, let that evolve, give that some time, because I know with AdSense Slippers, it took some time for us. You know, yeah. um, Yes, we had the sites, yes, we had this, this idea of what would work, but we didn't know exactly how it was going to turn out. But that was cool. We kept it open and ended and, and just went with the flow. Right on. Uh, if all else fails, sounds like you got a lot of great ideas, so no big deal, right? You're halfway there, man. All right. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list. Check it out at tropicalmba.com. Get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do, plus give you those 50 free podcast episodes. If you want to say, hey, check me out on Twitter at Tropical MBA. We'll see you soon.